Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chilling with Millie. This podcast episode will be fairly short because I do not feel well and I think my brains are going to slip through my ears if I don't sleep. So here's a quick rundown of the copycat killer for Jack the Ripper as well as some facts about him. Copycat Derek Brown was a 47-year-old father of seven who I believe actually lived around London near the Whitechapel area, which is the same area Jack the Ripper killed in. 120 years after the original killer, here comes this guy to provide more social unrest. In August, he murdered a street vendor by the name of Xiao Mei Guo. I'm sorry if I messed that up. She was, a, she was 29 years of age. The day she disappeared, Derek Brown was videotaped entering a subway. Then she disappeared after that, but she was not the only victim. He also picked up a prostitute by the name of Bonnie Barrett. She was 26 years old. And what sucks even more is that neither of their bodies were recovered after those incidents. It is believed that Brown dismembered their bodies in his bathtub and then disposed of them. He was so close to being on his way to becoming a serial killer, but we thank the Lord that he was apprehended before he could take away any more innocent lives. Not only was he a killer, but he also had been linked to about six other sexual assault cases that had gone unsolved. The reason why we have copycat killers is actually because of Jack the Ripper. This term was first coined in 1916 because of the sensational publicity about these violent murder sprees or suicides through in, in imitation. It is like depersonalization, when you detach from yourself and it almost appears as if you are in a dreamlike state or that you are on the outside of reality looking in. That is what depersonalization is. And do you want to know the reason that Derek Brown decided to replicate Jack the Ripper's slangs? It was because he thought that the two prostitutes would not be missed. There was and is no humanity when it comes to thinking about or acting out the slaying of another person regardless of their social standing. When it came to the copycat killers, there has been talk that it was more than just one. But with the huge media coverage and talk about these um, the killers, people with a deranged sense of mind decided to look for a morbid sense of fame. This theory that there were more than one Jack the Ripper killers was also validated more when the investigators received numerous amounts of letters similar to the OG Jack the Ripper killer. It's just, you know, people just can't be, people just can't be original. But anyway, the police continued this wild goose chase but still came up short. The perpetrator truly was blessed with an abundance of luck because this man was still running through the streets of London, cherry-picking prostitutes. But like I mentioned before, the police force was scarce and sickness ran high and DNA analysis was not prominent, nor did it exist like today. But the murderer, who would have had to have possessed lots of knowledge about surgical procedures and anatomical positions, not even a butcher would know this type of knowledge. And especially during this time, it must have been quite astonishing to think that anyone who fell below the social standard would even have access to this knowledge because educational services were rough. But back to telling about the real um, Jack the Ripper, who kept haunting the streets of London. Everyone was fed up about Jack the Ripper, including Queen Victoria. 
She even jumped in to help uncover the truth about him and these horrific crimes. So she went to the prime minister to try and sort this out, which is where we get the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee made up of locals and none other than, none other than George Lusk as the leader. The same George Lusk, who actually was given a letter written by Jack the Ripper. He also received countless amounts of angry fan mail addressed to him personally. Something really cool about this, um, this whole situation, is that I believe because of Jack the Ripper, criminal profiling was actually established and created. If you have ever watched Criminal Minds, it is when they get in that like circle hut and they talk about the suspect's the suspect's possible race, body build, like height and weight, what his intentions are, and anything of the sort. From this, they describe the killer as having urges that were periodical attacks of homicidal and erotic mania. So they were basically saying how these killings may have actually been sexually motivated and that he gained sexual satisfaction from committing these unlawful executions. Normally, the way to tell if a killing is sexually motivated I believe you would have to look at how the victim is positioned and where the wounds are located. You would also have to do maybe DNA swabs to see if there's any bodily fluids on the corpse. But normally, through all of the serial killers that I have read about, you could almost always assume that sexual preference and sexual ideations played a slight part in why someone decided to kill or brutalize in the first place. Because of this, they described Jack the Ripper as a sexual predator who possessed raging sadistic tendencies, which is why he is called Jack the Ripper. They called him Jack because it is like when you don't know someone's name, so you call them the most generic name ever. So that's probably where Jack came from. And they called him the Ripper because he would literally rip people open. The only positive that came out of this situation was that the slums and poverty areas were demolished and replaced with humane and way more nicer and comfortable housing for those who were poor. So that's a plus. Not only that, but I am pretty sure they made up some, um, they made some money off of Jack the Ripper's murders because they could do tours of where they took place and they could have made, um, they could make a museum, which is exactly what they did on the east side of London. Jack the Ripper's history displayed across the boards for all to see. They created the museum um, into a Victorian house style with six floors. But in the end, Jack the Ripper's identity is still unknown. Maybe he has some relatives. What would be even cooler, well, actually horrible, is if his relatives became secret killers and they are going to and they are, and they are going around committing slayings in London. Because you know sometimes like serial killers, normally their family um life is jacked up so maybe it could be like another serial killer in the family and that would be very interesting yet odd to see um jack the ripper's relatives slaying all of downtown london that would be very horrendous um but very interesting if that was actually true but now we're at the end of this podcast episode thank you to those who listened this far i truly appreciate you adios